What's up, y'all? It's your man Ernest, or you love Ernest, same guy, different name. Back again with another episode of the Ernest Thoughts Podcast. Let me take a sip of water real quick. I know, only nine seconds of talking got me out of breath. No, not really. I just really needed that sip of water. So, let's talk about Fauci's emails. Let's start off the show talking about Fauci's emails. And um, how I feel about Fauci's emails. For one, I'm going to make it clear right now. I did not read all 55 kajillion, 11 billion jillion of them damn emails. I just did not. No, no sir, no ma'am, no person. I did not read all of those emails. The, the ones that I got, you know, noticed on or uh, whatever... I didn't see anything wrong with him. I didn't see anything wrong with him. I thought this was a weird attempt at trying to expose somebody for something deeper than simply being an attention whore uh, or someone who tried to capitalize off of this very moment to become famous, to become you know, all this other stuff, right? Now, I know people have their thoughts about Anthony Fauci. There are people who say he's full of BS simply because at first he said a mask didn't work, then he said they work, and then I guess he he retracted back and said that they weren't 100% effective, but then he came back and said that they were at least, you know, a high enough percentage point to the point to where... Uh, that if someone who actually did have the virus, um, you know, was wearing a mask or vice, you know, they weren't wearing a mask, but someone was wearing a mask, that it was the likelihood of someone getting the virus, being in contact with someone who had the coronavirus, whether they were masked or not, was pretty much, I mean, it was higher, I mean, it was higher chance of not getting it if somebody had the mask on and they had the virus and they got in contact with somebody else with a mask on who didn't have a virus. That person who didn't have the virus would have a higher chance at not getting the virus even though they've been in contact with a person with the virus only because of the mask, right? Now, I'm not saying you can look up the CDC number design if you believe all that, if you trust all that. Um, a lot of y'all motherfuckers, like I wrote in that poem CDC said or I read in that poem couple weeks ago and i wrote it as well you can check it out on my blog my medium blog i'll try to remember to leave that in the description box below but a lot of y'all just just shown to be hypocrites anyways when the science said something that you didn't mind you know pushing or or you you agreed with it was trust the science but then as soon as the science said something that you didn't feel comfortable with then it was not trust the science so but well, that's America for you. That's people in general. But this this weird attempt at trying to make uh, Anthony Fauci out to be this liar of the coronavirus when in some of those emails he made it clear. Yeah, sure. I think there was a there was one email where he he said that he wanted to wait and see. He took the wait and see approach, and he didn't know if it was going to be as severe as it clearly was um 
because it this was before it even touched America yet. Let's make that clear. And I believe a lot of people, once again, took that same approach. Now, Dr. Fauci is a professional. I understand that. He has more knowledge and he's supposed to be more uh, knowledgeable on this stuff than you and I. If you're not in that profession, if you're not in the field that Fauci is in. I'm not, so that's why I put myself in it. But he's supposed to have more knowledge. I understand all of that. But at the end of the day, no matter the profession, people are people and people are going to error, you know? Now, that's not making excuses for the error once again. But again, people are people and people are going to error. Fauci is a person. He erred. At first, he was saying, at least in the emails, not to the public, he was saying that it's not as big of a deal, or he don't think, let me put it that way, uh, that it's going to be as big of a deal, okay? Um, I'll try to find out if you where you can find these emails. I mean, I saw, I saw them on Twitter. I did not save any links or anything. Um, so if I could find the reason, the source or whatever, I will leave that in the description box below so you can check it out yourself. Um, but again, it's like 55 jillion, billion of them and I didn't read them all and I'm not going over all of them. If you're looking for the podcast or the breakdown, everything Fauci said with a fine tooth comb and, you know, all this other stuff, you're, you're at the wrong podcast. You're at the wrong podcast. So, uh... I appreciate you for stopping by, but go to check out that other guy. So, yeah. Um, again, the biggest thing that I saw from... The, the biggest thing that I took away from Fauci's emails was... He presents himself... And I'm not saying he's not a professional at all. But to the public, he presents himself as, I just want to make sure the public is safe, this, that, and the third. And that is part of who he is, and I understand that. But behind closed door, or at least behind closed email doors, or whatever, he was somebody who was enamored with the fact that all these people wanted to interview him. He was getting... I believe he was getting like a movie deal, a documentary deal, something like that. I know he published a book last year. He started it in 2020 and then published it and then, you know, sold a lot of shit, um, you know, because of it. Um, there's that aspect. And then there was something else he was getting. Something, he was like just in love with the the attention he was getting from it. And it, and it just goes to show even the most professional of professionals, some people, I mean, I'm not speaking for all, but even the most professionals of professionals, you give them a little bit of glimmer of attention or some fame, they're going to run with it and they're going to try to capitalize off of it. I mean, that's what homegirl Patricia from the Black Lives Matter movement did, essentially. That's why she stepped down. Um, I believe that's why she she stepped down. Let me put it that way. You know, I know I didn't do a dedicated... I, I, I feel like I was going to talk about that. But let me just talk about it now since they it's kind of similar to why I feel as though... Well, I'm making a parallel between her and Fauci. Uh, not too much, but you know. So, the Black Lives Matter, one of the leading uh, members of this... Of BLM... 
stepped down. Patricia, whatever her last name is. I always forget it. Or maybe Patricia is her last name. Either or Patricia is like one of her names. She stepped down and she wants to focus on more, you know, of the things that people was giving her, people including myself, was giving her flack for anyways. Using the movement to get book deals, TV deals, movie deals. I feel the reason why she stepped down is because she is at a point where she can no longer say no 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 i'm not using a movement for or she was at a point where she can you know pass it off as i'm no longer using a movement to for my own personal financial gain um and career gains as well she couldn't do that anymore so she had to choose whether she wanted to go all in for the black lives matter movement and actually be for black folks which the movie's not going to do anyways or step away from the movement and keep the, her career. She chose to keep her career apart. There's that aspect of it. And that's what I think about that situation. I'm not saying Fauci is going to be dealt with the same situation at all. I'm saying that he... Because the difference between him and Patricia, obviously, other than the what they wanted to what their professions are, who they are as individuals, and what they do and shit, um, is the simple fact that Fauci's entire career is based on what he was doing last year and what he has done in the years before. His entire career. It's not like, at least to my knowledge, he can go off and branch off into doing something else because he's always going to be I mean as long as he's licensed he's always going to be Dr. Anthony Fauci which means there's going to be that expectation from him especially him being one of the faces uh, that was on stage with Donald Trump in 2020 during the COVID-19 press briefings um so he's always going to be that whereas with Patricia she can go off and start acting because she used the BLM movement and all the fame and money to jumpstart her career in acting or something or directing movies or writing books and book deals and things of that nature it's kind of like when rappers or you know actors or whatever famous people start off their career with rapping and they get famous that way but then they start acting or going into other fields and then they use pretty much rap as a as a you know catalyst to uh or maybe a not a catalyst but maybe a a springboard of some sort to jump start some other um careers you know But, yeah, I don't have much else to say about Fauci and the emails that I saw. Once again, I I didn't read all of them, to make it clear. If there was something that was super inflammatory that you felt the need, uh, that you felt needed more attention, please bring it to my attention. Hit up the Twitter in the description box below. Um, Hit up the Instagram as well in the description box below. Bring it to my attention. And I will look into it. And if I have something to say about it, I will talk about it. 
but I'm not going over all 55 billion kajillion of them damn emails. I'm just not. Simple as that. Find that other, you know, podcaster of, you know, independent media, journalists, who's going to do that? I'm not going to be that. So, with that being said, we're just going to get into the next topic. So, stay tuned. Right, the wild, wild north is what I have this this next topic be called, and I'm talking about America and how you know things are opening up. Um, I'm not sure how all 50 states are doing. I just know up here uh, things are at 100% capacity now, meaning that they opened up 100%. Um, they just announced believe last week that um, when we first opened up here in Massachusetts by the way when we first opened up 100% on the 29th of last month if you took public transportation you still had to wear a mask essentially so if you took the bus the train Uber's lifts you still had to wear a mask now I don't know what Uber and lifts and all those ride shares policies are they could still probably uh, telling you know people you you still have to wear a mask if in order to enter this car and still telling drivers you have to wear a mask in order to drive you know um, but as far as public transportation goes now again on the 29th for about a week or so um, they were saying that you still had to wear a mask public transit now you don't have to wear a mask if you are vaccinated in the rest of the country i feel as though it's saying the same thing if you are vaccinated but they're not asking folks to show proof of vaccinations which i have zero problems with meaning i have zero problems with asking people to show proof no 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 let me not mince my words because i this is real important here I have zero problems, and I just woke up from a nap, y'all, so, I have zero problems with people not asking for proof of vaccination cards, maybe I was saying that before, I'm still waking up, (laughs) Um, but, yeah, I think it's gonna set an ugly precedent if everyone had to show damn proof of vaccinations and shit of that nature. Now, I know people lie, and this is why I said things are going to, this country is just going to continue becoming wild, you know? North America here is going to just continue becoming wild. Because the same nation that expects adults who get drunk and have this honor system of, okay, if you are going to get drunk do not drive yet we have numerous of drinking while intoxicated deaths related here in America let me let me just look up some stats you know because why not look up some stats over here on my phone uh number of drunk driving deaths 
well they have one in 2019 and then one in 2021 so let's look at the one in 2019 Washington, D.C. drunk driving claimed that the lives of 10,142 people in 2019 account for 28% of the 36,096 total fatalities according to the new data released today by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. That was back in December of 2020 when they released that information. So let's look into this year 2021 oh they got it by state over here Massachusetts is bitch ass state that I'm currently staying in for the time being Massachusetts total fatalities 360 total alcohol fatalities 146 Michigan was I'm gonna just read over the total alcohol related fatalities 325 Minnesota 130 Mississippi 198 I doubt they're going in alphabetical order they're probably going I don't I'm not sure that's a lot of M states I'm gonna click on more here um, and I won't be surprised if that is the amount of individuals that so they don't have like an accumulated number for 2021 yet. And, I, and they they don't have anything for 2020 on here. I clicked on this article. They have accumulated numbers from 2016 to 2019. 2019, I read y'all the number. Uh, these numbers fluctuate like an MFR. So in 2016, it was 10,964. 2017. 10,908 2018 10,511 improvements rights okay no 2020 on here but 2019 as I read 10,142 so I believe probably by the end of this year we'll have an updated one for this year um I click on an article that I read those initial numbers with the few states that was read upon, and those were the deaths, I believe, thus far. My point is, this is the same country that expects people not to adults. Now, I understand why you would expect this from adults. We're adults. We're supposed to be adult-like. If we're going to have all these responsibilities, we should be able to handle ourselves in certain ways. But let's keep it real. Adults, especially American adults, are not as smart as your traditional adult, your prototype adult should be. So, the same country that expects people to not drink and drive or not drive when drunk or not text when driving it's the same country that's expecting people to not wear a mask and be honest about not being vaccinated even when they aren't vaccinated you know when they aren't vaccinated Now, this is not me pushing for whatever. I'm just saying, I'm making a point that 
I don't trust people not to drink and drive. I don't trust people not to text and drive. I don't trust people to, not to, you know, do anything. You try try to get away with doing something under the substance of something because they've done it maybe two, 20, 20 times before and they think, oh, they're an expert at it. The thing is, I just find it really, really comical how America handles this situation. Now, I'm not arguing for there needs to be proof of uh, vaccination cards and things of that nature. I'm not arguing for that. Now, if private businesses want to do that as much as I would hate that, once again, vaccine or not, I would still hate that, by the way. But whether I would hate that or not, I mean, whether I hate it or not, if it's a private business, I think that they have, that's their power to do so. But you, as an individual, have the power to say, well, I'm not going to spend money here. Simple as that. Because if one business does it and then they end up losing money, what do you think the other business, especially the competing businesses of that uh, that that business, what are they going to do? Nah, you don't have to prove to us that you got the vaccine. You said you got it. Cool. You don't got to wear a mask anymore. Come on in. We got all these selections for you and everything. We've got, we stocked up on hand sanitizer again. We've got the wipes again. You want to cough in public? Go ahead. I'm vaxxed. I, you said you were vaxxed. I believe you. As long as you give me your money, you can come on in. That's exactly what the other businesses are going to do. And again, I'm not mad at that. You know, if we're talking about being pro-capitalist and capitalism this is what capitalism is it rewards lying it rewards distrust it rewards this type of behavior adults not being adults in the ideal world adults would not be lying and saying yeah I got something when they didn't get something because they don't want to seem like outcasts this then the third no um, e. Let me take another set. I'm still wearing my mask. Like I said, vaxxed or not, I'm not revealing that information to y'all. I'm still wearing my mask. And I made that clear in previous episodes as well. That vaxxed or not, I'm still going to wear my mask. At least, I'm giving myself... The most maybe for the next two years, probably for another year. You know, for 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 one reason, I never had a problem with wearing a mask. <laughs> it's the type of mask that you gotta wear, but I've never really had a problem with wearing a mask. I, for one, like wearing the mask. Okay, um, not not all the time. I will say there are cons to it. You know, um, you're going to have to bring, I mean, you should be bringing chapstick and or car mats, whatever you use as lip balm to lip moisturizer, you should be bringing that home with you all the time. But especially if you wear a mask, since you're breathing on your nose, that dries up your lips a lot. Yeah, I don't want, I don't like the Tyrone Biggums look. You 
know these lips are too priceless for that. So, uh, yeah, I gotta you make sure that now I gotta have keys, wallet, phone, car mats. But you know, that one little slight inconvenience because I like wearing the mask isn't bothering me. You know what I'm saying? It's not. But you know how Americans are. The slightest of inconveniences is the biggest problems, but politicians causing inconveniences, your fucking job causing you an inconvenience in your life, and you don't say a goddamn thing about it. You don't, you're, 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 the politicians, once again, causing inconveniences in all aspects of your life, and you don't say a damn thing about it. But oh man. I've got to bring the chapstick out because I wear a mask and my lips get chappy because I got to breathe on my nose and lips and it's not fair. <laughs> All right, fam. All right. Um, but what do y'all think? Do you trust people? I just don't have that much faith in humanity. I'm trying to be more of a less cynical thinker person some things I'm just like yeah I don't think I'll ever ever think positively on I'm sorry hope and faith in humanity although there there was a slight glimmer of two months hope that I had that maybe maybe Americans especially but humans are going to get our shit together during the pandemic but then when we, we you saw how we acted you saw how we act you saw how and I say we meaning you not me but it may not me meaning you but you saw how we as human beings acted. Oh, we just gotta do this. We just gotta tough it out. And we're gonna tough it out. And we're especially Americans. I don't want anybody racist. I don't want anybody that's America. We're this tough country. Y'all the first ones crying about you can't go here. You can't do this. You can't enter this store without a mask. You can't do that. And all this blah, blah, blah. Please. Tough. And you're the tough one. Please. I'm hoping things won't get wild as I predict them to be. Do I think the numbers are going to be up now that it's not necessarily a mass mandate anymore? Um, I don't know. I, I want to say no because of the rising numbers of individuals who've got the vaccine. If y'all really are saying that it is as effective as it is or whatever, um, then, and if you trust the CDC and all that, Fauci and them, and you read the emails, but not, nah, um, then I don't think the numbers are going to, like, just skyrocket and then we might have to go on lockdown again. Um, but let's hope that doesn't happen because once that happens, it's not the people who are getting the vaccine that's going to be blamed for that. It's the people who didn't get the vaccine who's going to get blamed for that. It's the people who didn't get the vaccine and are still walking around without a mask on who are going to get blamed for that. And sure, you can be mad at individuals for lying and saying, yeah, I got the mask and they, I mean, yeah, I got the, the vaccine I, and, and I'm all good. Um, but at the same time, you might have to run up on, <laughs> I'm sorry. You might have to run up on your doctor 
or the hospital or the CDC yourself, themselves if you ended up getting a vaccine and then you still end up getting sick because you ran into somebody who lied about getting the vaccine ended up still getting sick yeah that's that's like hold on hold on you sold me even though it is free you know you sold me on this thing and I'm still sick yeah with my money back <laughs> it's the money I didn't spend I'm gonna need my money back still um but that's just my thoughts. I, it's America is funny. I can only speak about America because I don't know what mask mandates or what other countries are doing um, as far as opening opening up. But America is just funny. Funny in a sad way, but funny regardless. Because again, it's like really. But I'm not surprised. This is the same country that does shady shit on the low and tells the people that, hey, just trust us. Trust our word. You don't need to know the truth. Just trust our word. So why not at least give the American people a little bit of that action? Because if we were to tell the government, hey, just trust us, man. Like, I'm, I'm paying taxes. I'm making legal money. Just trust me, man. Man. You gotta look into anything. I don't gotta prove anything to you all. Listen, trust me. Trust me. It, it, we don't get to do that to them, but you know, at least with this, it's looking like they're giving us, us meaning the American people, a little bit of that. Now there are a lot of us, meaning the American people, who are actually telling the truth. Then there are some who are likely gonna lie i mean there's people online who 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 admitted that they didn't get the vaccine or admitted that they're just going to lie which was dumb i mean you don't necessarily if you're gonna tell a lie don't tell people you're gonna lie don't reveal the lie i mean it's just just dumb you know don't reveal it before you get caught because it just makes that's like hey i'm going to rob this bank today at this time in this location and then how did they know once the police is there right before you get there? Like, all right, man. But I'm rambling on at this point, so we'll get on to the third topic here. Stay tuned. All right, so this topic here is one of the uh, personal ones. Um, I thought it was very fitting to talk about this topic here of is Boston racist because, well, I've been living here for 29 years in my life, all my life to this point. Um, I will be moving soon, moving out of state, moving out of Boston, but moving out of Massachusetts in general soon soon as in next month so with that being said um there might not be a episode once i land into my new home um that week and i will be arriving there friday and i usually record these episodes saturdays um there might not be a new episode that week 
I obviously got to see the, the see what the hell I'm doing, but I'm saying as soon as I get there, I know I'm not going to record an episode. So the following week, pretty much, is there's not going to be an episode there. I want to get things settled in first um, to a comfortable point to where I'm like, okay, I can I can do the podcast, you know. Uh, so it might be a break. I'm just letting whoever listens to this know now. Uh, there might still be there might be a break, you know, coming up soon. For not just this podcast, but my other podcast, the My Two Cents Podcast, and the season premiere podcast. Although I think that one might, we'll see. And when I say will, I mean me, as in I'll see. Because uh, I'm a one-man band over here. I do all of what I do for all three podcasts by myself. Managing them, editing them, recording them. Obviously, giving you all the content within the podcast themselves. That's all me. Um, been podcasting for four years now. Yeah, four years now. Um, and I have not taken a break at all. Not a serious break. Now, many of y'all know that on the week of my birthday, I do not record podcasts. I do not record. I don't do anything. Uh, I don't do any the other things that I do either. I just take that week off. But as far as, you know, a break, the other podcasters I listen to, they usually take holiday breaks. So sometimes they take breaks around like the new year and then they start up within like the next week or within the week of the new year. I go all. I do it all. Now, I don't record on holidays if they happen to fall on recording days I don't record on those days um, but I don't take breaks in general I didn't let me put it that way I won't say I won't I don't because in the future there might be implementations of breaks um, from all of my podcasts that I will take depending on what life is looking like and my situation and stuff but you know, as far as this move goes and, you know, getting into <clears throat> my new place, I'm trying to take care of home first before I take care of the podcast and worry about all of that, you know? So there might be a break then, just let y'all know once again. So I thought that was relative to say that, to make that announcement one a month before all of, all of the move, but also um, it was relevant to this topic here. Is Boston a racist city? Now, to quickly answer it, yeah, it, yes it is. Yes it is. If you think not, I would gladly want to know why you believe that it's not. I know people are going to say things like, you know the old arguments, oh, there's a few bad apples argument, you know? The police aren't bad, it's just a few bad apples, okay? Then how come the other ones aren't trying to do anything about it? How come the uh, American police, and especially, has this ugly-ass history of being racist, being authoritarian, being all this other, you know, BS? How do you explain that as a whole? Not as a few bad apples, not a few bad 
apples that are, you know, enacting authoritarian type, you know, things. This is the organization. How do you explain that? I know someone's going to try to do that with this, my, my stance on Boston being racist. Well, you may have ran into a couple of racists here, but the entire city is very accepting and at, 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 I beg to differ. I beg to differ because, again, the police organization here was just exposed of some racing. There's a documentary on Netflix about a man who just got free, accused of a crime he did not do. Although he knew the individual who, who did it, he himself did not do the crime. But because he was black, because he knew the person who did it, <clears throat> because they got to him, I believe that before they got to the actual perp, he still was guilty of said crime. Just got out. Same police department is refusing to look into a police chief or former chief, I believe, um, commissioner, I believe, black guy, but still, who abused his wife or ex-wife for the longest and allegations have coming out about his abuse and he's making it seem as though he's not or the police is making it seem as though they had no idea about this, that, and the third, that they hired an abuser. And she and others have been saying this before he was sworn in. A few bad apples, right? But they're protecting this man. Anyways. Boston is definitely, definitely a racist city. Now, I'm not leaving Boston because of racism. I'm leaving here because, I mean, not only is it time for me to just go and experience life elsewhere, but I'm moving in with, you know, my future wife. So, uh, <laughs> good times. <laughs> good times. And, you know, although I'm moving to North Carolina, um, I'm not going to be, I'm not naive in thinking, well, I'm leaving all the racism behind. That. Anybody who's going to move from the north to the south thinking that they're leaving racism behind. I have a beach house in... Which which one is it? Greenland? Greenland is the one with all the ice, right? So yeah, I have a beach house in Greenland to sell you. So if you really think, if you are someone who truly believes... You can escape racism by just moving from the north to the south, from the south to the north, from the east to the west, from the west to the east. Hit me up about that beach house in Greenland. I got you. Hit me up. I got you. I got you. I'm actually moving out of that beach house as well. I moved from that beach house to Boston and from now from Boston to North Carolina. So hit me up. I'm going to need that money. So, this place is absolutely racist. Um, Y'all should have seen what Boston looked like when, how proud the racists were. And I'm not saying every Trump supporter is a racist, but you know when you know when you know. Y'all should have seen when, back in 2016, when Trump first got elected out here. 
these talk about proud boys, right? These boys out here were out loud and proud. Alright? Shout out to Pride Month. But I ain't talking about them type of proud boys. I'm talking about the Trump type of proud boys, you know? These boys was out loud and, and girls. So proud boys and girls. And they were out loud and proud about their man. They was there was graffiti, Trump graffiti all everywhere. Trump stickers all everywhere. Not everywhere, but you know, all everywhere. You know, Trump 2020, Trump 2024, Trump 2024 ever, Trump 2020, 2020, 2020, 2020, all that. All of that. As if Trump is going to even live that long, they still were saying Trump forever. So, again, I don't want to equate them to racist because uh, I know a few Trump supporters, just a few, but I know a few Trump supporters who aren't actually racist, and I know what a racist looks like. I know what a racist is. Now, are they dumb? I mean, are they, well, that's up for debate as well, but I'm not going to debate that in this in this episode. But are they individuals who are buddy buddy racists absolutely especially if they go to these rallies and they are you know with these individuals and they congregate with them and they talk to them and stuff but let's not act like trump is the only united states president with race with a racist base and it's not and i'm not saying that as in all the republican or right-wing presidential uh candidates or presidents in the past had racist base fooling yourself but this place as a black man living here it's racist from both ends or racism from both ends and this is from a cis black man's perspective Let's, let's get that out the way the quote-unquote leftists on here, or out here, let me put it that way, um, will claim that they want to elevate the voices of all POC, right? People of color. POC solidarity. But clearly have racial undertones when it comes to their stereotypes, generalizations, and prejudice prejudices of black men especially black folks but black men especially they'll do what the feminists do use the black women to push their agendas and all that stuff but don't give a damn really about the elevation and the progression of um and the betterment of black people they just want to use the women and not do anything with the men and hide it under this idea of well we are just these ultra, um, like ultra extremist, feminist extremists, and we hate all men. Now you don't hate all men. You want to be white men, but you 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 idolize them. You're mad at white men, but you want to be them because you want their power. You'll settle for any other non-black man because, well. BTS and anime. 
You don't like black men, period. You don't like us. You don't fuck with us. There have been numerous times where I've reached out to these, quote, POC groups. Especially those who claim to be all about, um, you know, celebrating and and wanting POC voices for, um, you know, as, as writers. Let them know. I'm a black man. I'm coming. I can. I can bring this perspective, a cisgendered black man's perspective, on the very topics that you will want me to talk about. Right? My perspective in general, but from a black cisgendered male. They don't care about my damn perspective. They don't care about it. Let's put it that way. They don't care about a. Hey, if you're not a gay cisgender black male, they don't care about your perspective. They just don't. And I'm not saying this is only exclusive to Boston. I'm pretty sure other major cities all over the United States have troubles with this. There's black men who try to at least bridge this gap or try to, you know, if they are seeking jobs or whatever they'll run into these groups or whatever or even just trying to network or actually be out there and you know either with protests either volunteering this that, and the third that type of stuff that stuff happens and then you got these white groups out here these white live the white liberals out here are just the worst the trump supporters out here are just <clears throat> they they're only tough when they're in their, their their crowds and stuff. You catch them by themselves, they're quiet as a fucking mouse. But the white liberals out here are just, ah oh man. You see the stereotypes of the white libs <laughs> on social media? That's exactly how it is out here. It's exactly how it is out here. They fit that stereotype to a T. To a T. So this is just me kind of going on about my experience. But also now it's turning into a, well, if you're black and you plan on moving to Boston. Now I'm not saying it's all bad out here. This is a beautiful city. A very beautiful city. In the summertime, like how it is out now... Um, very lively city, especially during this month, Pride Month, and then the Pride Parade, I believe, happens in July or whatever, but you go to them things, they live, you go to the West Indian uh, parades or carnival, they live as hell, I know other cities have these events as well, but out here is where I experience the most of those events, and they're pretty lively, pretty well. Um, city in general, just a beautiful city. I think that if you're someone who values education a lot, especially in the STEM field, science, uh, technology, something, something, and whatever, you know, in mathematics, if you if you value all of that and you want to get into that field, I highly suggest that you go to a school here in Massachusetts. Heck, if you want to go into acting, you can go to Berkeley College, you know, which I believe is here as well. Um, 
Let me double check so I don't sound stupid. Is it, is it Berkeley College or Berkeley University? One of them famous acting schools is here, damn it. Yes, Berkeley College of Music. Not acting, but music. But still, if you're, uh, uh, that's a prestigious school. Which one of the Juilliard is that famous acting one? I believe that's the one in New York. But either or, if you're serious about college, definitely go. And if you can afford it, if you're out of state and you can afford it, go to a school in Massachusetts, preferably in Boston, because we have Harvard. Again, we have um, we have Northeastern University. We have um, all the UMasses, UMass Boston, UMass Amherst, UMass Lowell. I mean, that that's the U. U- University of Massachusetts in general. So they have a bunch of schools all over this state. Um, and like I said, Berkeley, if you're someone that's really into music, right? You can go there. Uh, so I don't want to take this as me just trashing this entire place and saying, fuck this down. I am kind of saying that though. When I leave, I'm going to be so happy. But... <laughs> I'm not, I don't want to, you know, have all bad to say, essentially, because I don't have all bad to say. I mean, this is my birthplace at the end of the day, whether it's racist or not, whether the people here are ugly or not, whether the the crackheads here are annoying or not, let me not be me, you know, they've been dealt with a bad hand, some of them. Anyways, um, there are going to be aspects is what I'm saying that I do miss. Now, will I miss it enough to want to move back? I don't know. I don't think so, but I do not know either. You know, I don't, I've never lived any, anywhere else. So that's a big part as to why, that's another part as to why I want to, you know, make this move. You know what I won't miss those? The fucking winters. Absolutely not. And I only heard, I heard North Carolina, I mean, that's cold. They only get as cold as like, what, 50? This New England boy can handle that. They probably freaked the hell out over that. But I can handle that. Come on now. 50? Y'all tripping over 50? We talking about practice. I I do 50 in practice. I practice. I I get 50 points in practice. Walking in and winning time. Come on now. Imagine how much time I'm playing in the game. How many points I'm getting in the game in the winter time? 50 kajillion. More points than Fauci's emails. That's what I'm going to tell you. Damn. But going back to the actual topic at hand. Because I'm kind of rambling now. Yes, this place is racist. But so is Texas. So is Los Angeles. So is New York. So is Chicago. So is Detroit. So is Utah. Fuck Utah. So is Portland. So is Phoenix. All these other places. Green Bay. Florida. Anywhere in Florida, really. So, you just kind of have to know that how to to handle yourself in situations. You can want to Beat the MF or up for being racist. You can 
go at it verbally. You can choose however method you feel is the best method for you to protect yourself to to uh, handle a racist. But for the Bostonians who are going to listen to this and deny this place and say, well, because I've seen people do this. They try to argue, well, because we're not racist because a lot of our sports teams were the first teams once integration started happening between, you know, the black athletes and the white athletes. Boston teams were some of the first teams to actually have black players, black coaches. People talk about the Celtics all the time, how first first team in the NBA to have a black coach. I mean, not yet, well, a black coach, but a, a black player. Um, and he was a starter as well. You know, first black champion, first black coach, first black team owner as well. Boston Bruins, first black hockey player in all of the NHL was a he played for the Boston Bruins but simply things of that nature like Canada always talks talks about how they're this friendly place but they have a very 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 ugly history with the, the treatment of the indigenous people that fled to Canada Uh, any any country, any state, any city hiding behind these woke little talking points or woke history moments, but not actually living up to it, you're still trash. You're still trash. I don't care what you did in the past. Great, you hired... You, 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 you... Your sports teams ended up getting a lot of black athletes and that's why y'all won so many damn championships because blame black men. You know what I'm saying? Blame, if we're going to blame black men for some, blame us for successes. God damn it. You're the reason why they won all those champ, damn championships, but uh, that's, for a, <laughs> that's for a future episode. But if you're going to hide behind old history, which is still history nonetheless, well, if you're going to hide behind all of that, why do you not want to upkeep that good history by moving forward and actually carrying on a, a, a you know, a life of some sort or, or just a standard of living? Because it's all for show and obviously... Racist people can still like sports and, and root for these black athletes and listen to black music and like black music and look at black people and want to have their little jungle fantasies with them and shit of that nature and still be racist. Still have these negative mindsets about black men and black women and black children there was a time where I was in this was in high school and we was walking this was a field trip and I didn't hear anyone say this but this dude I went to school with 
um, he said he heard this these white people saying this. So it's a bunch of my high school was predominantly black and brown, right? More so black. So we're walking in the line. We're silent. We're not, you know, we're well behaved for lack of better term, right? So we're not, you know, wilding out, you know, or whatever for lack of better term, right? We're walking. So we're walking back to the school because we just were coming back from the field trip and we took public transportation to get there, right? So we're walking straight silently there. The, the dude that I was, I was, again, I was behind him, like a couple people behind him, like two, three people behind him in this line. I heard him whisper to somebody else. It was a group of us really, but he was saying it to somebody else within this group that he heard one of them say they must have them well-trained. Now, you're probably like, well, what the right of them behind that? And he said it was a white person who said one of the white people that was, because there's a bunch of white people at this, you know, train station. And as so, soon as they saw just a bunch of black kids and a few black adults and stuff, but a bunch of black teenagers walking in this, you know, area, straight line silently, it was like all eyes on us. Plus, we had school uniforms on and stuff. So, yeah. But it was all eyes on us, right? You can just feel the eyes. You can see the eyes on us. Everyone just looking. And they looked like, oh my God, how, how, how is it that a bunch of black nigglets just walking in silence and they're not, you know, tearing up the place? I didn't know monkeys can walk straight in, in straight lines. This was here in Boston, people. And again, I didn't hear the comment myself. I've heard comments like that being said about black kids in general here. Just not in that situation, but I'm inclined to believe dude was uh, was telling the truth when he made that comment and said that he overheard one of the people. I think he said one of the dudes, but either or one of the onlookers saying they must have them well trained. talking about people not talking about dogs that 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 you know you you throw a steak on the floor and or you you have some food in your hand and the dogs barking and they jumping all up you know like a well-trained dog would if you have food or a piece of meat in your hand they're not going to overreact and stuff they're going to you know be cool and calm and if you're going to share that food with them, you all you got to do is put your palm down to their face and then they eat it and then they eat as much as they want or they eat the whole thing and then they walk away or they just sit down and they wait patiently for the next, you know, treat or whatever, right? But you train dogs to be that way. You train animals in general to be that way. That's exactly how this man saw a bunch of black teens. That we were just well-trained animals that if they did not train they meaning the school the teachers whatever if they did not train us to not be loud and not be ghetto and 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 niggerish all in public that if we were to tear up that damn train station it would be oh look at the monkeys doing what they do just wilding out flinging shit everywhere Yeah, you're going to get that here, people. So, I mean, 
I'm not surprised. Again, I didn't hear the comments myself. I've heard comments be said like that about black kids in general, as someone who used to work within the school system and someone who just hears a lot of conversations. I've heard comments being made like that about the youth here, youth in general, all over the country. I didn't hear the dude or whoever made that comment, but I don't want to say that the individual who said that to the group of us, that as soon as we got near the, you know, train and stuff, or started to wait for the train, uh, that I didn't want to assume he was lying either, because it wouldn't surprise me one bit. It wouldn't surprise me. And even if nobody said it, I'm inclined to believe there were numerous of people thinking it. Because first of all, why would there be all eyes on us? Like, it's it's a line of school kids, teenagers, yes, but it's a line of school kids going to their destination. What's so... Oh, we just got to sit and watch them. I never got I never got the allure of that. I never, I mean, go about your business. You know, if they're in your way, then sure, I can see why. Or you got to wait till they pass and, you know, for you to go about your business. Cool. But this was one of those situations where people, yeah, we're waiting for us to pass so they can, you know, do whatever, walk wherever they were going to walk. But there was also a situation where people, I swear, it was like as soon as we walked in there, it was all eyes on us. From the workers, from the just just customers, from people getting off trains and, and stuff. And just because a bunch of black kids were not acting the way that you, you think black kids act out in public. Especially when there's a group of us. Or a pack of us. Yeah, that's some racist shit. So. Anyone try to deny it. Like I said. It's the undertones as well. And I could go on and on and on. But another half hour of this. Yeah. I'm not trying to make it that wave. Maybe in the future. I'll talk about it. But for now. Um. I answered the question. I detailed my experiences, or at least some. I didn't detail all of them. Let's make that clear. I have a, I have stories. You hear that? Stories of me experiencing racism here in Boston for the 29 years I've been living here. And these are stories that are both recent and a long time ago. So yeah future episodes i will discuss that so let's not act like the what maybe two three stories i shared here are all of my experiences absolutely not stories more than three that's all i'm gonna say if you're from boston and you're black i would really love your input on this and for you to uh share your thoughts as i said Um, If you're not black, you can feel free to share your thoughts on this as well. But I do have one more topic. I'm trying to, again, end off every episode with an inspirational message or a message I feel is always is inspirational. Uh, So that will be the next and final topic for this episode. Stay tuned.
Alright, last topic here, as I stated before, is you know, an inspirational message or one that I want to leave you all with. If you're still listening, I appreciate that. Maybe there's some of y'all who only want to listen to their inspirational messages, so you fast forward and you just skip to this section, which will be the last section, and you go straight for the inspirational message from myself. I still appreciate that, the simple fact that you find me or my advice or what I have to say, at least you like the inspirational stuff I'm saying, um, and you want to listen to that, I appreciate that. I appreciate the listen of the episode, period, whether it's this segment or the other segments or the whole show, you know? So, as with all these messages, I am just as much talking to myself as I am talking to whoever is listening to this message because I don't have it all together I don't have all of everything together I'm not perfect whatever vibe you get from me whatever vibe you may think of me as far as this whole protection I mean not protection Perfection. You know, I am, you know, protective, but um, we're talking about perfection, not protection, right? If you get that type of, if you get that sense from me that I think I got my stuff together or that I do have my stuff together, you are horribly mistaken. But I've said this numerous times throughout my entire time of making this podcast. I do error. I do mess up. I do, I, I make mistakes, you know, this is not what this, 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 uh, segment is about, it's about living your life, what I mean by that is, I mean, it's a cliche one, it's one that I'm pretty sure you've heard people say before many times, just live your life, bro, live your life, sis, or just live your life in general, right, um, but, some cliches, many cliches, if we're being honest, or at least if I'm being honest, they need to be said over and over again because people need to understand the importance of them. Might be a cliche to you, might be a cliche to others, it might be annoying to hear somebody say these things, but that doesn't take away the importance of what that message means and what it, what, and, and, and how you need to actually take heed of that message, you know? So, like I said, this week's message, live your life. If you're somebody who feels as though you're tied down to a job, you're tied down to something, and it might not be what you want to do, with your dreams, your goals, I'm not saying quit, I'm not saying give up on those responsibilities. I'm saying there's time for you to focus on what you want to focus on. There is time for you to put the energy and effort into what you want to achieve in your life. And you should do that. And just the other aspects of living your life in general. Um... Just just going about your life. 
doing the interest, doing things that that make you happy, you know, partaking in interest, taking those trips, again, going after goals, eating that food that you like, that you know maybe so it's it's not the healthiest of food or whatever. Now, everything in moderation, yeah, and that's probably for a future episode, you know, the advice on that. Everything in moderation for sure. I'm not someone that's going to be like, well, you have one life to live. And if you want to eat all the cakes and the double stuffed Oreos and the cookies and drink all the, uh, you know, fruit juices you want. I'm talking about myself again, but this could apply to you or anybody else. Right. I'm not saying do all of that and don't care about your health don't care about anything else don't care about your expenses because double stuff oreos at least out here damn near eight dollars per pack i ain't making that much money you know what i'm saying i that's why it's a treat for me you know so you're probably like it's only eight dollars for you for me i got a second guess if i want to have you know, eight, spend eight dollars per day or per week or whatever on a double stuff Oreo diet, as well as once again, just me thinking about other eating habits that I have because I am on the healthy eating tip anyway. So there's that aspect of it. Um, but it could be anything, you know, everything in moderation, even moderation. You know, what I'm saying that's a message I heard from my man Jerome Shaw. But, yes, everything in moderation, but that does not mean don't do the things that you want to do in general. Don't do the things that are more important to you than the things that are also important to you. This podcast is important to me. Let's not get that out there. Let's get that straight right now. This podcast is very important to me. I didn't spend three years building up this podcast, or four years, building up this podcast just for me to just, you know, for nothing. But is this the most important thing in my life right now at this moment? No, it's not. I don't know how that makes you feel as a listener. If you really truly feel like it should be the most important thing about it, well, make me make me feel like you actually feel that way. You know what I'm saying? Let me know you actually feel that way. Because the reason why I am willing to take, you know, breaks and not have a necessarily timetable of when I'm going to come back from that break, it's because, well, the perception is I enjoy doing this, but if nobody is and I'm not saying nobody as in nobody listens to this but if people don't necessarily listen to it on a consistent basis or they can if they can go without a week or two or even longer possibly without the podcast then certainly I can go a week or two or even longer without having to worry about topics worry about the research worry about talking and doing the podcast editing and all that again i love doing this this is important to me but is it as important as other things that i got going on in my life right now no it's not is it as important as other things that i have may have in the future i don't 
think so is this more important than some other things that i got going on in my life right now though a few other things yeah absolutely this is not like low on the list of importance but it's not super high either I still have life to live. I still have other things that I would rather be doing, that I want to do, that I am doing when I am not editing the podcast or recording the podcast in general. You know? There's other obligations. You know, God forbid there's, you know, something happening to a loved one of mine or whatever. If I have to put that off, if I have to put the podcast off, now, I'm only using a podcast as an example because it's one of the things that, you know, is important to me and and I, I like doing it and stuff. But this could be in for anything. This could be for maybe a blog post I'm working on or video I'm working on or whatever, right? If I have to put that off and say, well, no, I can't do this because I got this other obligation that I created for myself that I am the boss of, that I can really work on whenever. I mean, you can't, again, if you're the boss of that, if you're really in control of that, you are the one to, to determine when that is put out, when when you finish that, all that other stuff, right? That's how you are, that's how you know you're in control of your life, right? But if these other things that you got going on, whether you got a podcast yourself, whether you are doing something else, work, school, whatever. If these things are controlling you, as in these things are being prioritized, even though in your mind that you know they're not of more importance than this one thing or this other thing that you got going on in your life right now or whatever, right? But they are still, they're not as important as this other thing, but they're still being prioritized more than the thing that is more important than that. You don't have control over your life. To put it bluntly, you do not have control over your life or at least that aspect of your life, whether it be work, school, like I said, or other obligations. You do not have the control and that is perfectly okay to say hey listen I don't have as much control as I want to have in this or I don't have any control in it because knowing is half the battle anyways right if you know there's an issue somewhere this is just generally speaking in general not even just pertaining to yourself if you know there's an issue somewhere that's half the battle the other half is okay how can we get over this issue how can we solve this issue so don't be down on yourself if you're someone that's like okay i know that work isn't as important as this other thing but i am still prioritizing work over this other thing okay at least you know it now that does not mean simply because you know something and you do nothing about it that things are going to get better. No, things are going to continuously not go the way that you want them to go. Because clearly you want them to go in a way where everything is organized, where you feel as though you have control over your work life, your school life, your personal life, and all these other aspects of your life. But if you continue to 
put all these other things aside once again for the thing that is controlling you you do not have, you do not have control you do not have control you don't so how to go about getting that control like i said knowing it knowing what the problem is 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 the first part the other parts this is how I do it. It's it has to a lot of it has to do with you being unafraid to be assertive. I'm not saying you got to curse people out, but you have to learn when to say no. You have to learn when to say yes. No and yes are words of control. Simple words, short words. One's a two-letter word, one's a three-letter word. But these are words of control. They hold so much power. Once you say these words, that gives you so much power to decide what is a no, what is a yes, what is a go, what isn't a go, or what's a, what might be a stop. Not necessarily not a go, but just a stop for the time being. You know, as I said with the whole podcast and the move thing, it might be a couple of weeks, it might be a week or two or whatever. I don't know. But it's not a it's not a it's not a full stop. It's not an ending, let me put it that way. It's just it might be a pause for some time. Because I'm these other things that are of higher priority, more importance, need to be focused on. Until I get a, a control enough or control over those things, then I can go back and say, hey, we're back here again, you know? But you can only do that when you have control over your life. And controlling your life is living your life. And you have to live your life. The good, the bad, the ugly, and all that. You have to live it. Because that's how you're going to get through those tough times. Because ain't nothing worse. And trust me, this is me speaking personally. As I said, this is very... All these messages are very much about me than it is about... uh, Not than, but, you know, just as much as it is for anyone who is listening to this. Those tough times you're going through right now, if you are not in any way going to try to attempt to control your life that shit is going to get worse that shit meaning whatever that problem is that shit meaning your life in general it is all going to get worse if you do not try to control your life as emotional it might be as out of hand things might feel especially if you're someone who's religious You got to understand that your God or God in general is not going to just put things in front of you that you cannot handle. Again, even at, at, I'm not super religious and I believe that the things that the universe deals to us is not meant to just take us down and throw us off our game and stuff. If it's not a teachable moment, it is a moment that is meant to make us stronger. Teachable moments are meant to make you stronger, period. 
but it's not going to be an easy alley hoop toss up straight to our hands and stuff. No, we're going to have to work for it. We might have to, you know, run up the court faster, you know, because the the ball handler is already, you know, a few feet away from us and they're running. They're running straight to the hoop. But they're not going to go for the dunk or the layup themselves. They're going to toss up that ball. And you have to be there to dunk it in or lay it back in or tap the ball in. Whatever you want to do, once you get that ball in your hand, and once you meet that rim, that hoop, you decide what you're going to do. Me, I'm going to do a dunk. But that's just me. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You can do whatever you want with it. But it is up to you. You have to do the you have to run up the court. It's gonna be hard, but you're gonna to have to speed up the court. And I'm not saying speed as in rush things in your life. I'm saying you have to work hard to get up that court. Get that rock, that ball. And whatever outcome you want, however you want it done, it's your decision. You have control of the ball now. Live your life, people. Control your life. I know this is kind of like a double message. Live your life. Control your life. Uh, but that's just how good I am. I didn't. I don't improvise none of this. That just. That just came out. You know. So uh, yeah, that'll be the end of this episode of the Ernest Thoughts Podcast with your host Ernest. You love Ernest. Same guy. Different name. Timestamps in the description box below. Once again, if you just listen to this to- this segment, this topic, whatever, that's perfectly fine. You listen to other ones, that's cool. You listen to the whole episode, though. Really appreciate that. I really appreciate it if you subscribe to this podcast, wherever you listen to this podcast. If you are not subscribed, share this episode. Subscribe or not, share the episode out. Tell everybody else about this wonderful podcast, wonderfully underrated podcast. And if you want to support monetarily, you can do so two ways. You can hit up the link in the description box below that says support there. You can also send in a voice message feature as well. I know in the past I said there were two separate links. Well, they're actually, you could do both of them in one link. So you can hit that link and you have the option. They'll show you the option to support monetarily and to also send in a voice message if you want to be featured on the next episode. Share your thoughts on whatever, share an encouraging word, whatever. Uh, do that there. Um, and if you also want to support monetarily a different way, hit up the PayPal. Because the support tab, there's only uh, uh, amounts. There's, there's one amount that's 99 cents. $4.99 and then $9.99. So a dollar, five dollars, or ten dollars if you hit up the support link. If you want to support, if you want to donate more or even less than all of that, um, a customizable amount that to your liking, hit up the PayPal. That is how you can support without having to, you know, donate either a dollar, five, or ten. You know, that's if you want to support monetarily simply rating this podcast this episode sharing and subscribing those are the ways that spread the word the most so if your point is to spread the word do all of that and um i appreciate you
until next time, until next episode, stay black if you are black. Stay beautiful. Black lives matter. LGBTQIA lives matter. Trans lives matter. Black trans women matter. Black trans men matter. Black women matter. Black men matter. And you matter. And I'm out. Peace.